This is Quiz Bowl Cast, Episode 58D, 2009 Chicago Open Trash Tournament Mirror. Round 5 between unrestricted free agents and Caltech. Fuck yeah. Toss up one. One indoor variant of this game is named for Quebec City and is played with on the fly substitutions. One abnormal means of scoring in this game is to make an interception in the offensive end zone to score a so called Callahan goal. Saw so got. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> angrily asserts that you ain't ever gonna burn my heart out, announces a Matt Lafer esque plan to start a revolution for my bed, ten points each, named a song which was inspired by a literary work whose characters include Colonel Redfern and his daughter Allison. Let's see if we can academic this. Colonel Redfern. Answer, please. Don't look back in anger. Oh, Don't look back in anger. It was appeared on this hugely successful Oasis album, whose cover depicts two men glory? walking down the middle of London's Berwick Street. What's the yep. story, Morning Glory? That album also included this hit, which asks, "Where were you while we were getting high?" It includes that someday you will find the singer in the title place in the sky. Champagne Supernova. Champagne Supernova. Twenty. A cover of the song appears on the first CD of 2004's Live and Off the Record, while Living Color covered it on their album Kaleidoscope. The song was sampled on one of their first songs put out by Beastie Boys, Rock Hard, and it is the first thing heard in the film Iron Man as it plays on a boombox in the fun beat. Its singer announces they've got to catch me if they want to hang, and boasts that nobody's gonna get me on another rap. He also instructs someone to forget the hearse because I'll never die before bragging about having nine lives. Repeatedly asserts that he's in the title condition. It is the sixth track of a 1980 album which shares its name. That album also features Shoot the Thrill, Hell's Bells, and You Shook Me All Night Long. Ten points in the song which mourns Bon Scott, a masterwork by ACDC about returning in a certain color. Back in Black. Ten. Right. I was like, Back in Black Highway to Hell. Advertisements for this film's titular service claim, We're ready to believe you. Ten points each in this movie in which Peter, Ray, Egon, and Winston form the title team. The plot of oh yeah, yes, the plot of Ghostbusters centers on this evil building created with cold, riveted girders with cores of pure selenium by evil architect Evo Shandor. Its residents include Dana Barrett. I'm in this place. Yeah. Like, in Ghostbusters. Uh, this is. Uh, I don't know. The Answer, please. Central Park West. Central Park West. This meddling EPA apparent oh. chic unleashes the spiritual explosion that allows Gozier to enter Earth at Central Park West by getting the Ghostbusters ecto containment system shut off. This is EPA You're gonna know the ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> What's his name? Johnson. Uh, Walter Peck. Ten. Okay. Toss of three. In a foreword to the essay collection, The Philadelphia Reader, this writer discusses a Frank E. Ryder quote about Larry Feinberg, a quote which this man had discovered while researching a book about N. Rendell. His account of the fraud committed by the New Republic colonist, Stephen Glass, was later adapted into a 2003 Hayden Christensen movie. His most internet-famous moment involved the conflation of the Big Daddy crew and A.J. Ball's Delario. In that episode, he asserted that Will Leitch is full of shit, and that sports blogs are dedicated to cruelty during a meltdown on Costas Now. His best-known book describes Harvard-bound Brian Chavez, head coach Gary Gaines, and Booby Miles, who, expected, who is expected to be the star of the Permian High School football team, oh. and pointing this Pulitzer Prize-winning author best-known for Friday Night Lights. Oh, shit. Um. Peterson? No, I don't think she's been on the goddamn show. Been all over this. Yeah, I, I watched this show. No, it's Bissinger. Bissinger. Oh. Toss of four. 
This is the most recent film directed by Peter Chelsom, who previously directed 2004's Shall We Dance, and this movie features a cameo appearance by Bucky Covington. One character in this movie is a British reporter named Oswald. Vanessa Williams plays the publicist Vita, who foils Oswald's scheme by flying his two daughters over to meet him in America. Lucas Till plays Travis, the love interest in this film, who is trying to build a chicken coop. And one notable event in this movie sees the title character get into a fight with Tyra Banks over a pair of shoes. Most of the action in this movie takes place on a Tennessee ranch. Uh, Hannah Montana movies. Ten. <laughs> okay. Makes sense for a I don't know about you. David Seal would like you to know that Square Enix makes RPGs that are not Final Fantasy. Name these games by either Squaresoft or Enix. Ten points each. The series consists of two games. The first sees the protagonist fight alongside characters like the Night Frog and the caveman Alaya. Um, uh, Ayala. In the second stage, second, Surge combats the evil feline lynx. After buying Eidos, Square Enix became the first publisher for this series of games, which starred the titular Agent 47. The most recent game in the series was subtitled Blood Money. Squaresoft developed this 1998's PlayStation game, which takes place on the planet Ignis. In it, Fei, Wong Wong, Fei, Fei Fong Wong leads the fight against the evil nation of Solaris, whose leader, Krellian, wishes to create God. And please, Xeno Gears. That's twenty. This player's last trade saw his third team swap him for a utility player who, four years later, would drop his pants after sliding into first, Steve Lyons. Earlier, this player reached a major milestone for that team on Phil Rizzuto Day, as called by his battery mate, Carlton Fisk. The best season of this all-time leader in opening day starts with his second team saw him strike out with a career-low 4.7 batters per nine innings, but post a 14-2 record, and he fell short of Fernando Valenzuela in the NL Cy Young voting. This pitcher's achievements include a nine-year streak over 200 stri- of over 200 strikeouts, the 1967 NL Rookie of the Year, and Cy Young Awards in 1975, 73, and 69, the last of which came in the year of his team's Miracle World Series title, 10 points in this terrific right-handed pitcher, a 300-game... Ten. Yeah. Yeah. The Mets. In these boxers who flourished in the waning years of the 20th century, oh, 10 points each, he shocked the sports world when he knocked out Mike Tyson in Tokyo in 1990. Buster, Delated, over 400 pounds, nearly dying of diabetes before attempting a comeback. Douglas. This gold medal winner at the 1976 Olympics had a professional sure. record of 31 and 1, the only loss coming when Mike Tyson knocked him out in the first round of a 1988 bout. 76 was no. a later, right? No. Sphinx. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Sphinx. Yes. Known as the Easton Assassin, he lost to Michael Sphinx in 1985, leaving him one victory shy of Rocky Marciano's record of 49 straight wins to start a career. Oh. Hmm, who was this big one? Roy Jones Jr.? No, he lost to Sphinx. He's not older than Roy Jones Jr. Um. Answer, please. Forrest. Larry Holmes. Oh, that's right, yeah. Six. A version of this show which aired in the 1970s featured Gertie, a supporting character played by Brett Summers, while the title figure was portrayed by Monte Markham. The original version of It lasted for nine seasons, the first of which featured episodes which centered on a moth-eaten mink, a sunbather's diary, and a restless redhead. Arthur Tragg, Andy Anderson, and Steve Drum were among the policemen who appeared in the series, while William Tellman portrayed the title character's hapless antagonist, Hamilton Berger. The title character was assisted by Paul Drake, a suave private investigator, and a stalwart secretary, Della Street. Ten points in this TV series about a highly successful defense lawyer who was played by Raymond Burr. Harry Mason. Mm-hmm. That's it. Don't know what's There's something I'm going to 
Mamie's shows, which were brought to the world by spelling television, 10 points each, it was a spinoff of Melrose Place, centering on the mother of Heather Lockley's character. It starred a young Carrie Ann Moss as Carrie. It's part of Moss, Carrie Ann Moss, though. I don't think she's in part of Models Inc.? Yes. Right. A much younger Heather Locklear starred as Stacey Sheridan on the series, which featured William Shatner as a title cop. T.J. Hooker. Yeah. Yep. T.J. Hooker. The title characters of the series worked for Davey, Dave, Captain Doby, who was played by Bernie Hamilton, and the show also featured the father of Oakland Raider, Justin Fargus. Oh, it's um, uh, Starsky and Hutch. Yeah, Starsky and Hutch. 30. Being a Raider fan. Those who know, I guess, without knowledge, good uh, actual knowledge. Unsuccessful early singles by this group include one whose video shows a dance battle between men in plush cigarette and heart costumes, and one demanding, give me half if you have a neat stash. Besides Electroshock and Holler Till You Pass Out, this group followed their biggest single with a song that claims L-O-V-E is a word the singer never learned to pronounce, while the most popular song describes just another girl alone at the bar. It notes that if the addressee's boyfriend got beef, the singer's a vegetarian, he ate funk and scared of him. With the second single, Starstruck, their biggest hit censors out the word ho, but remains controversial for the instruction, do the Helen Keller and talk with your hips. Taking, this name from the, taking their name from the Boulder, Colorado area code, 10 points, in this duo for the 2009 top 10 song, Don't Trust Me. Poor beagle is, an, is a species of this animal that is often eaten in Ireland, while the rig is a variety that is found in New Zealand and is its delicacy in Korea. One of the main problems with eating the meat of this animal is that it has an extremely high level of ammonia. In Iceland and Greenland, a dish using meat from this type of animal has been buried and become rotten. It's called harkarl, hakarl, and it helps deal with the poisonous effects of eating one species of this animal. One of the more controversial foods made from a part of this animal is yuchi soup, which... Yeah. Shark. Yeah. Shark fin. <laughs> Answer the following about the one-hit wonders from the 90s, two points each. This band criticized Live Aid with pictures of starving children sell records, but is better remembered for tub-thumping. Yeah, um, um, This Edwin Collins song sees him claim that meeting the title person is just like a song from Days of Yore. Title person. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Answer, please. Uh, That's a girl like you. Perhaps surprisingly, Mark Oliver Everett's band, The Eels, but only charted once with its 1997 single from Beautiful Freak that requests the title substance before I sputtered out. Vodka. And please. Vodka. Novocaine for the soul. Nine. This director went to Houston to help John and Dominique de Manel create a media center, and his interviews with scientists at a research institution there appear in his documentary film, Rice University. Earlier, he had traveled to Tunisia to make a film in which the title New Testament figures are depicted as mere people. In addition to to the Acts of the Apostles, he directed a film about a barber who breaks into prison, Where is Freedom?, as well as a trilogy of films about Age of of Cosimo de' Medici. However, he's best known for his early neo-realistic works. Uh, including a film in which Giorgio Manfredi is tortured by the Gestapo. That 1945 film was partly written by Federico Fellini, and points in his Italian director of Rome, Open City, whose daughter Isabella becomes... Rossellini? Mm. <laughs> 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 I was waiting for you to just guess. I don't know anything about his daughter, Isabella Rossellini. Named these opponents of Batman, none of whom is Richard Bork. 
10 points each. <laughs> this villain who's obsessed with a certain item of apparel was born Jervis Tetch. In one series, he uses minus control powers to help Generalismo Lee acquire a harem. Is this Penguin? Like, he's obsessed with his umbrella, right? Yeah. Maybe this doesn't sound exactly right, though. The penguin? Matt Oh, right. This is the evil identity of Waylon Jones, who suffers from an unfortunate skin condition. Clancy Brown voices his character in the game, Batman Arkham Asylum. Oh. Who's the guy who, like, they keep injecting? Dr. Freeze. Who's the Arkham Asylum? No, that's Dr. Victor Fries. Oh. Two-Face? Answer, please. Victor Fries. Killer Croc. Okay. This pal of Harley Quinn was memorably portrayed by Uma Thurman in film and acquired special ability after his name. Oh, point oh. ten. Harley Quinn was the no, friend of Justin. Oh, friend of. It's such like Uma Thurman. In the okay. Early hits for this musician include "I Love My Dog" and "I'm Gonna Get Me a Gun." Though his early career was temporarily derailed by a bout with tuberculosis, this artist wrote a song that would later become a hit for Rod Stewart and Cheryl Crow. The first cut is the deepest. And one of this man's most successful albums was 1970s "T" for. Cat Stevens. Ten. That's what the fuck. He replaced Tom Snyder in a certain role in 1999. In his TV personality, who develops memorable characters as Sebastian, the asexual icon, during his time hosting a late night talk show. Craig Kilborn. Craig Kilborn was the original anchor of this Comedy Central program when it premiered in 1986, while he was replaced by its current host in 1999. Kilborn played himself in this 2005 Wes Craven film, in which Joshua Jackson and Judy Greer turn out to be werewolves who devour, inter alia, Shannon, Al- Shannon Elizabeth. Wow. Okay. The curse. Yes. Wow. Plenty. Wait. Yeah. Okay. Wow. <laughs> At the half, it's a 60 Caltech and 165 with the unrestricted fee. Yes. Toss of 11. In 2000, AHA covered their own side project, Savoy, for a single with this name, while techno producer Curtis Jones released this, the number one dance hit, Flash, under the name Green This. One song titled after this refers to a memory that lasts through the years, and that this is visible through his tears, while another song refers to a variety of this and a little boy's smile before proclaiming a new religion that will bring you to your knees. These songs are named for the blue and black varieties of this, were number one hits for Bobby Vinton and Alana Miles, respectively. Slither was a hit for a man whose name refers to... Uh, blue Velvet. Yes. That's... Name these songs which rocked the world to some of the older comp- competitors at this tournament in 1977, 10 points each. The Sleetwood Mac song from 1977's Rumors includes lyrics such as You Can Call It Another Lonely Day and Shacking Up Is All You Want To Do. Go Your Own Way. Television released this 10-minute opus in 1977, as well as an album by the same name. The album also contains songs such as See No Evil. Okay, television had one really famous thing. It's like in the top 100 albums of all time, VH1. Uh, no idea. Names, please. Oh. Marquee Moon. The 1977 song features baseball commentary by Phil Rizzuto. Yeah. Details an incident involving a boy and girl who were doubly blasted in as much they were barely 17 and barely dressed. Confessions on Dashboard Light? Sure. Or, Confessions by a Dashboard Light? <laughs> Confessions on Dashboard Light? Paradise by the Dash. Oh, that's what it is. Uh, Ten. Because they're, they're making out with each other and, yeah. This active player joined with a retired teammate to host a recent charity event, Saber the Great. This player had 73 receiving yards, as well as two tackles in his final college game, a Peach Bowl appearance against Virginia, and he would be the seventh overall pick in the 1999 NFL Draft. 
This past season, he only played nine games after injuring himself against the Patriots, making it the first season in eight years he didn't make the Pro Bowl. He's the youngest player in NFL history with three interceptions in a game. In 2006, he picked off Tom Brady and returned the pass for 100 yards to give Brady... Champ Bailey. Mm-hmm. Sorry. <coughs> the playoffs. Yeah, then, uh, what's his name? Watson. Watson yeah. Yeah. Name these... Uh, Answer the following related to things that were seriously tops of answers at 2009 Trash Mills, 10 points each. Since everyone loves country music parody groups from the 40s, surely you know Homer and Jethro originated in this state. You may know that this state is better for known for, er, you may know the state better for containing the Rand Old Ole Opry. Tennessee. Yeah, it's in there. Yeah, Tennessee. Thanks to the Kevin Pitsnoggle toss-up, you must know that you played for the Explosion, a short-lived minor league basketball team in this city. It's former home of the, it's the former home of the USFL's Maulers. Okay, wow. Explosion Two USFL Maulers. What fits that? Miami? Miami. No. It's guys oh. are... And, please? Miami. Pittsburgh. The most recent Black Tail magazine features, um, magazine features You Can Fuck My Ass by a woman of this name. A man of a surname coined the phrase nattering nabobs of negativity for Spiro Agnew. Oh, no. uh, is that Stein? Yeah, I think it's been Stein. Stein? Sapphire. Okay. Someone's last name Yeah, someone's saying a song that I call Stein. <laughs> One associate of this person is contacted regarding his actions by a man named Bill Seliger, who cites Article 27 with one applicable, con- applicable constitution. This character demonstrates superior command of another constitution when, toward the middle of the work in which he appears, he uses knowledge of such cases as near the Minnesota to rebuff a waitress's admonitions that he is in a family restaurant. This owner of a namesake security firm and a major fan of Branded admits to not wanting to give the impression that he's from the police exactly, and admits that another point to having dabbled in pacifism. Later requests the return of his undies, which he lost in an attempt to fool German nihilists. That happened before he smashed the windows of a new red Corvette, declaring, This is what happens when you fuck a stranger in the ass. And points in his best friend of Donnie and the Dude, a character from the Big Lebowski, described as a pioneering neutron. Sorry. Time. That's Walter Subcheck. I'll do that again. Sorry. See this movie. Coming up over and Fourteen. In one appearance, this figure tells an enemy that after they fight, he'll still have time to watch Oprah. In the East Meets West collection, one of this character's games is paired with Shadow Warrior. In his first appearance, he defeated the villainous Dr. Proton. He once rescued Bill Clinton from the Psychoid Aliens, and one game is titled for this character in the Land of Babes. He has often made references to competing franchises, such as when he ran into a Marine's corpse and quipped, Man, that is one doomed Marine. Okay, so Duke Nukem? Yes. Nice. Is that Quake? Or? It's, it's just the game Duke Nukem. <laughs> this team acquired the all-time saves leader, Trevor Hoffman, this past offseason. <laughs> Are attempting... This Mexican pitcher, currently in his third year in the majors, is the ace of the Brewers. He only played four games last year due to injury, but had a 1.88 ERA. Gallardo pitches for that? Yeah, Gallardo, yeah. You'll Gallardo? Go. This pitcher, the MVP of the 2006 NLCS, has the highest salary of any player on the Brewers. Yeah, Superman. Mm-hmm. Fourteen or fifteen. A two thousand nine album by this artist featured Trinity Userhuis on the single Face in the Crowd, while he was joined by Abs Patterson on Forever. Besides Just Go, this man's third album includes a song where we have to say the title phrase, talking to the people. Besides Selah, that album also sees Alabama joining this man on Deep River Woman, which led to a hit on the country charts. Sometimes he Something he had also achieved was stuck on you. 
that song was released on an album that included classic lines like Party, Caramu, Fiesta, Forever. And it, is it me you're looking for? That album can't... St- Lionel Richie? Ten. Hello? This woman's most notable invention was the secret communication system that she developed with George Antile, and she starred in the controversial Czech film Ecstasy. Ten points each named this Austrian actra- actress and inventor who starred in such films as Tortilla Flat and White Cargo. This is old, so... Yeah, yeah. Um, it hasn't come up yet. Carol Lamar. Answer, please. Hedy Lamar. Um, in Boomtown and Tortilla Flat, Lamar starred with this actor. He is known for his f- roles in films like Adam's Rib and Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. Tracy. Okay. Tracy. In The Story of Mankind, Lamar played this role. Another notable actress to play this figure was Maria Falconetti in a film directed by Carl Dreyer. Someone like Eve or something? Okay, Eve. Eve? Jonah Bark. Oh. 16. In one episode of the show, one character was shown performing a pitiful stand-up comedy routine in which he had just recited the names of fish. That episode also saw that character try to coach a children's basketball team. Earlier in the season, one character's annoying college girlfriend, Karen, showed up, while another character was hired by Goliath National Bank. Yeah. 15. Wow, yeah, I, I was just sitting. You see, the basketball team is like... They're all like, oh, yeah, it's giant like, men. There's a teen wolf on the court. <laughs> Identify the following infomercial celebrities. Uh, 10 points each. This Oxford Clean spokesman's recent death yeah. is inexplicably mourned by many. This man is credited with inventing the infomercial, coining phrases like, now how, much would, now how much would you pay? And, but wait, there's more. In his late 70s ads for Jinsu knives. I think it's Mikey Brown, Popeil. Yeah, 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 that's right. Popeil? Ed Valenti. Oh, um, this man frequently hawks knives and swords on Cutlery Corner programs, but may be best known for being appealed to for help when his assistant, Sean Leffler, sliced himself with a shattered katana during a live spot. Oh, yeah, I remember that clip, that video. He's a little cutting. Like, yeah, I know, he's called, he's using a knife, he's sword, he's like, ooh, he's swords, and then it pops up, it breaks the neck, <laughs> and cuts him, and he's like, oh. Answer, please. Yeah, no. <laughs> Tom Hodel. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Um, advice dispensed by this man includes the recommendation that Sidney Lowe leave the lion's den and relocate to Wyoming while he has claimed that Argentinians aren't punks because they kidnap people there. A radio interview sparked a feud with rapper E-40, culminating in a diss track aimed against this man called Record Haters, while he also had a memorable altercation with Andre Riddick. Ejected during the 1993 McDonald's All-American game, he described as felonious both his one-time teammate's third defensive player of the year award and those cats, by which he meant referees. Widely recorded for his phrase, Ball Don't Lie, which is screamed when another player's misfreed those off fouls he commits. He's remembered for giving a press conference for the Trailblazers at which he answered every question with... Loss. Yes. Rashid. Rashid. Both sides play home, my man. <laughs> so, what was that ball? Both sides play home, man. <laughs> 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 like Sheila, the editor of this work has the universe reclining in her hair. Though presumably unlike Shiva, the narrator may be so bold as to call the editor C Jaguar. Ten points each. In the song, which the singer is the title object for your love. A vessel. Um, I don't know. Some ship, boat. Yes, uh, please. Ship of your love. Jeepster. Jeepster is one of several hits from this Mark Bolin fronted balance album, Electric Warrior. Another of which was the single Bang a Gong. Get it um, on. Um, T Rex. Is that what it's called? Okay. Um, T Rex. 
Jeepster was stolen from a song written by Willie Dixon for this blues singer, who learned harmonica from the second Sonny Boy Williamson. Songs that have become rock standards and versions by him include Smokestack Lightning, Red Booster, and Backdoor Man. Who's a blues singer? Um, I don't know. Um, Duke Ellington? No. Sounds jazz? The big band. Answer, please. Dylan. Helen Wolf. Ten. Wow. One song about this one song about an event which took place on, place on this day notes that the traffic cop lets some strangers get away. That song which announces that the DA's resignation stands because the police and detectives were purely ineffective describes an assassination which took place on this day and is a minor masterpiece of Archers of Loaf. Maura Sullivan has a song about this day in Washington, while a very different song about this day celebrates being able to spend that special time of year with someone who makes me feel the special way that you do, and his non-masterpiece is Celine Dion. Widow named Soloka, uh, Soloka helps the devil steal the moon in an opera of this name by Rimsky-Korsakov, while a Japanese therapist has this name in Avenue Q. Midnight Mass... Is- Christmas Eve. Yes. Dang it. <laughs> no one from Robin I wanted to say Christmas, but then I was hoping it was going to be something incredible, or like fuck with Dre today or something. <laughs> it centers on PJ Franklin, a writer whose friends include Brendan Dorff, and whose brother is played by Jim Gaffigan. Ten points each, and his TV show, whose minor characters include PJ's former love, Thorn, played by Jeremy Sisto. That's <sighs> My Boys. The sitcom My Boys airs on this cable network, which is also home to Tyler Perry's House of Pain. <laughs> TBS. Yes. TBS's other original <laughs> programs include the sketch comedy show, which Mike McRae often performed alongside the title show's title, Comedians. <laughs> it was canceled in 2009. Okay. Frank Kelly. Frank TV. This actress appeared as Stacey Stampana Hodrita in 1997's Mr. Magoo, while also appearing as Marie Allman in that year's slightly more respectable film adaptation of Washington Square. More recently, she had a small role as a prostitute in the film Catch Me If You Can. She played the spirited Romy Sullivan in a TV series which was spun off from Party of Five, Time of Your Life, and appeared as Janet Mays in a 2007 Peter Berg-directed film set in the Middle East, The Kingdom. She also played as... Jennifer Garner. Ten. Yeah. I knew what, I'm trying to remember the girl. Answer the following with the first round of this year's NFL draft. Oh, this first overall pick for the awful, awful Lions got a boatload of guaranteed money. <laughs> or we could just answer with Smith on everything. Smith on everything. Uh, no. First, Stafford. This team picked up Darius Hayward Bay in the first round to beef up a receiving core containing such luminaries as Chaz Shillins and Johnny Lee Higgins. That's all Johnny Lee Higgins is on. I got it. Yeah, the Raiders, yeah. Raiders. 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 I mean, oh, I thought they. they well, I thought they. I thought they passed up. Okay. With the sixteenth pick, the Chargers took Larry English, a linebacker from the school. Yeah. That previously yeah. 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 produced running back. I'll let your time run out, and then I'll make it. No, no, Smith. Jared Wolf. Smith was our answer. Northern Illinois. Yeah. I was sitting at the TV watching the whole turn draft. Just for this. Uh, Brian Marshall Brian Marshall was replaced in this band after he criticized Pearl Jam in a radio interview. This band's recent reunion occurred just before one member performed at the Champs Sports Bowl. The most recent album includes a song that uses a Cherokee Indian prayer, Who's Got My Back, and the Tallahassee Boys Boys Choir, Don't Stop Dancing. 
uh, dancing. Some of its members went on to form Altered Bridge after they broke up. That breakup was preceded by a Chicago performance in which the lead singer of this band sung a song while intoxicated and lying on his back. They released albums such as Weathered and Human Clay. Creed. Yes. Creed. Your bonus. The singer was formerly engaged to Quentin Richardson. In 1996, she went to a high school prom with Kobe Bryant. In points each, and the singer of such songs as Sitting Up in My Room and Have You Ever. Uh, it's Brandy. Brandy's first number one hit was his duet with Monica. He sees the two singers argue over the affections of a young man. In it, Brandy tells Monica, when will you get the picture? You're the past, I'm the future. Uh, I want him more. <laughs> this photograph. I want him the boy is mine. Oh. Brandy, You're a Fine Girl is a 1972 song about his band, which also had a less memorable hit with the song Jimmy Loves Marianne. No idea. Drifters? Um, it's Looking Glass. Final score, unrestricted free agents, 310, Caltech, fuck yeah, 100.